Welcome to That Sucks Podcast. Presented by Handshake Media. We did it! We did it. How have you been, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, Dan. I like your beard. Thank you. You've got an ISO beard going. It's not uh, that good. It's not thick. It's not luxurious, but it looks okay. I look like a 15-year-old. Like a bearded 15-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> a little thicker than... Give yourself a little more credit. You could probably trim some of that and get it a little little tighter, a little neater. You know, thank you. Do you reckon you'd be able to buy uh, buy Troy's alcohol? trimming tips? Yeah, like I've got some scissors that do it. Um, today here in the That Sucks Podcast Studio, we're very honoured to be joined by a special guest, my little sister, Doctor Tara Nababan. Everybody, how about Woo! a round of applause? Hi, thank you. First podcast, first ever podcast. This is pretty exciting. Wow. How you going? Yeah, we got, we got yeah good. Scoop. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So our topic today, the reason we have Doctor Tara here, or would you prefer Doctor Nababan? Or just Doctor. Like, doctor N? Yeah, probably just Doctor. Doctor N word? Doctor. Doctor Mrs. Doctor Mrs. Mrs. Doctor? Mm, both. both. All right. We're going to talk about medical TV shows today um, as our primary topic because um, as we've already alluded to, you are a, a doctor of medicine. I'm currently, as has been stated in several podcasts, watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Actually, can I... Sorry, before you go on, I'm looking at a tweet that you posted from oh, yeah. mid-February that says, there are millions of hours of content on the internet right now. Don't waste your self-isolation watching Grey's Anatomy. That really, you, that you really didn't that. age well, I, Troy. I did say that. And I believe I also said that on Facebook that I that did not age well. So, thank you both for bringing up my social media history. It's trash. It's good trash. I said that last time and I'll say it again. It is it is beautiful, wonderful trash to watch. and uh, And I'm enjoying it very much. It's one of those things, you know, at the moment we're, um, we're watching Grey's Anatomy, there's, there's a Scrubs podcast out, so medical TV series is all I'm into. But before we get into the topic today, do we want to do a quick uh, little talk about COVID? Because Tara, you were uh, working in the COVID clinic, right? Is this, do a little bit of this, Dan? Yeah, that's very... Yeah? I want to know more. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. So, um, <clears throat> what is COVID? Um, I'm joking. <laughs> Who is COVID? Because... Um, it's um, here in WA at the moment where we all live. Numbers are pretty low. It's like three active cases, zero uh, new cases for like several days over the last almost three weeks. So it's kind of not as serious as it is in other places in Australia and certainly other places in the but world. But should still be taken very seriously. Still very, very, we're, we're taking the utmost precaution right now. But Tara, when COVID started, you were working in the clinic for a while, correct? Yeah, just for about a week. About a week. Mm-hmm. What exactly did that entail? Um, well, for me, it was basically just sitting in the clinic, waiting until there was anyone that was sick that needed to be seen by a doctor, which didn't really happen very often, I have to say. Well, did you get anyone that came in and you're like, they've got it. They've definitely got it. No. Oh, really? No. Wow. Interesting. Perhaps, is that maybe more WA specific? Like if you were based in Melbourne or Sydney, do you reckon you'd get a lot more? Most likely. Yeah. I was in the clinic after we started the isolation. So I don't know if it was just like, there was just no one. But it was still now, you know, now when there's one case a day, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's starting again. Mm. But at the time it was 20 cases, 30 cases a day is what we were getting here in WA, let alone, you know, the rest of Australia. And it was pretty serious. It was out there and you were amongst it. Mm. So what was the general vibe of of the hospital that you were working? Was it like, was it a stressful, highly stressful environment? Oh, look, everyone was extremely stressed when this whole thing started. Um, We basically like more ICU beds were open. We stopped doing elective surgeries. Like everything was sort of preparing for the worst. And I think we're just pretty fortunate that the worst never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So what what happens if say I came to the COVID clinic with a dry cough, sore throat? So what what would happen if I walked in like, please help me. I think I have COVID. Um, well, I think the 
the testing guidelines have changed um, since I was there because when I was there, we were only swabbing people who had overseas Oh, okay. Say if I'd, if I'd also travelled from, from overseas. Well, if you were somewhere overseas, <laughs> you'd probably just get a swab shoved up your nose, shoved up your nose and <gasps> your throat, which is uh, not great. And then you would just go home and wait at home. Just chillax. Yeah. I think the tests only take like 12 to 24 hours to come out now. So okay. it's pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. What was it at the start though? Uh, at the start, you'd be like a couple of days. Right. But now we've got way more testing kits and there's a lot more labs that actually do it too. For people listening at home or on their bikes, wherever you're listening safely, bikes. can you just explain one of you? Because I, I didn't really uh, know what the, the swab was like. I heard it was kind of bad, but like, wh- how f- it goes in deep. Why eh? would I know what the swab is like? <laughs> because you're a man of that was it. That was a hypothetical situation where I walked into a COVID clinic. I didn't I actually swab him just saying no. Drink. But do you know, like, because I know I, it, it goes like deep in your nost in your nose as far as I'm aware, right? Like it goes up and up and around. You don't know? No one knows? Yeah, you gotta do both nostrils, like okay. reasonably far back, and also your throat on both sides. Mm. Small price to pay. So um. I, I wonder when all these medical shows are gonna start trying to incorporate COVID. I don't think they'll necessarily call it COVID nineteen. They'll they'll give it some weird name and it'll have the same it'll play out the same way that COVID did. So that you know all these medical shows now will say, Oh, we've got this pandemic coming and you're like, that was COVID but they'll avoid calling it COVID, I think. Like ripped from the headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Does that happen lots? Do you see like things happening in medicine, like, you know, new developments all of a sudden, six months later on all the TV shows and films? and Like not in WA. Oh, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what a WA medical drama would be like. Uh, pretty... Just a uh, lot of meth and stabbings. It's just, yeah. it's just me walking into a COVID <laughs> Hey, I've got a dry cough. Help me yeah, out. Yeah, I've got a dry cough. Have you, have you been overseas? No. Nah. If I say no, will you turn me away? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess beautiful segue, Dan. That was like really... I'm Thank pointing it out. You. It was so a great segue it. until you pointed it out. But, you know, that's what I'm here for. You're prepared mm. and I'm, I'm here to just... You ruined my crossfade. So let's talk about you, Tara, my sister. Mm. How long have you been a doctor for? Uh, it's my third year being a an actual doctor. Well, what a yeah. thing to like happen three years into being a doctor, right? Yeah, well, like at least I'm not an intern because they got uh, thrown really into the shit when this yeah. all happened. Yeah, wow. But you get like educated and trained in if this situation happens, here's... Like not really because it's not really something that we expected to happen. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's going to happen from now, but I mean... Um, it would have to, right? I mean, yeah. Because this is not going to go away. No, no, for, for, by no means. Vaccine. But even after mm. that, like, sure, I don't know, or maybe it will. Hopefully yeah. it will. But, you know, life's obviously different from now on and mm. we've, we've gone through it. You're going to have to have, you know, new protocols. Mm. And, and Yeah, well, look, I mean, there's lots of education going around now that it's actually happening. And I think we are pretty fortunate over here that we're so isolated and mm. that we've shut our borders reasonably quickly. So our cases are so low. Yeah. But over in the eastern states and elsewhere in the world, it's not really the same. So as soon as we start having more people come in. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Like listening to the Scrubs Rewatch podcast that we mentioned before, they're like recording from home and things over there don't seem to be getting much better. No, it's a, it's like a steady sh- stream of shit kind of mm. <clears throat> in every state and town. Well, okay, so- okay. Let On that topic, the Netflix originals, uh, you know, great or crap podcast we did. Yeah. You spent the whole time F this, F that. And at the end, you're like, you know, I think that some shows just have too much swearing in them. (laughs) Look, (laughs) podcasts are different. You swear a lot on a podcast. You don't have to swear on on a TV show. 
You know, Grey's yeah. Anatomy is a great TV show. No swearing. Not a really, shit to be seen. But, I mean, is that realistic? Hoy, I don't know. What's the? How much swearing is there on, in uh, in real hospitals, Tara? Like a lot. Really? Yeah. Were you shocked at first? No. Oh. Because I also have a potty mouth, so that's probably why. <laughs> I guess the stuff you'd see, it's just like, whoa, fuck. Yeah. Well, look, like not in front of a patient. Yeah. We're, Unless we're all very professional, but, you know, behind so, closed doors. <laughs> yeah. That guy's fucked. <laughs> so getting back, like as we said, Grey's Anatomy, just watching lots of it at the moment. Every night, three episodes. That's about as much as I've got in me because I'm trying to balance that with, you know, a few other TV shows, whatnot. Um, and obviously the, the Scrubs podcast has got mm-hmm. me very much back in the Scrubs mode. I haven't started re-watching that show yet because I got, I, st- I started about a year ago and I probably got about three seasons in and I just got distracted and I need to revisit that. But the podcast has been almost a better way of absorbing that show than re-watching the show itself because I have watched that show so many times. Mm. You know, you're the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had them on DVD. Yeah, we did. The one thing they say about Scrubs is, it, which surprised me in that podcast, they keep referring to the fact that it's like very accurate, like medically accurate, which I was like, oh, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. And it's funny because you said that to me as well, like mm. ages ago, I said to you jokingly, hey, Tara, like what's the deal with Grey's Anatomy and House? Like what's the most realistic show? And yeah, your response was probably Scrubs. Mm. Which is, yeah, of, of all why, the ones. Why? Like what, what is it that they do that makes it so good? Uh, probably the fact that they just don't focus on the doctors the entire time like they <laughs> they actually acknowledge that there are other people working at a hospital is, is that's part some, of it yeah you know what like noticing that specific thing in Grey's Anatomy where there's like <clears throat> no nurses whatsoever that have a name yeah you'd never get a surgeon pushing a patient to like a CT scan and then <laughs> sitting in the booth and interpreting it themselves and then pushing the patient into theater getting them ready like that would never happen that's what we have, like nurses and orderlies and like radiographers and like other people who aren't surgeons. That's what actors are for. So, yeah. are you telling me that you as a doctor mm. buying a hospital with several other doctors who then sit on the board of that hospital but also have to perform surgeries and you're telling me that it's unrealistic for them to also be like just generally pushing their patients around? In the hospital. You mean like after we got into a horrible plane crash where like <laughs> is this, half is this of us died? Anatomy? I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> this sounds like the most. This sounds like the most bizarre and ridiculous thing I've ever like, heard in my life. Spoiler alert for the end of season eight. Yeah, like most of the. <laughs> it's a ride. Yeah, the most of the important cast members are in a plane crash where several of them die. Good. And then they they come back the start of season <laughs> Good. nine and I, they bankrupt the hospital and end up buying. So um, Insider dot com like ranked a bunch of medical shows and their accuracy and Grey's Anatomy got four out of ten. Does that sound about right? Probably sounds about right. <laughs> Which other shows do they rank? Uh, they gave House. Uh, House, I was like, this could go either way because there's some weird shit in House. But they gave House 9.5 out of ten. Really? Hmm. Does that stack up? I mean, maybe. Like, I haven't watched <laughs> a lot of House, but... House is a hard show to watch. Like, I just... I don't really like shows that... Everybody is super unlikable, particularly the main mm. character. And like House is not nice. <laughs> I think the most unrealistic part of House is how quickly they get all their tests done. Like if you just like looked at someone and were like, oh, they've got like this random lupus disease, you wouldn't be getting like a muscle biopsy and a brain biopsy and like all this stuff within like the hour. You'd be waiting a while for that. Is that just because of the technology? It's like it takes a long time to compute shit. 
Or there's just like lots of patients Backlog, to go through. Yeah. yeah, there's actually like more than one patient that the whole hospital treats at one time. Right. Yeah. But say you were actor Hugh Laurie, maybe you could grease the wheels a little bit. Maybe you could. <laughs> Have you watched House? Have you gone through I love that? House so much. Really? It's, it is it is ludicrous and very stressful and I watched, but I love it. I reckon maybe up to season six and I tapped out after that. I think knowing that it's more accurate, supposedly, according to this website, makes me like it more. If it was like all this is bullshit like medicine, I'd be like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. But that's another show where it's, it's really just the doctors that are characters. There's like not a nurse mm. that has a name. I think also um, someone on Reddit points, so for Scrubs, um, someone on Reddit said uh, like the reason that it's so accurate is because most of the patients are there for like believable reasons. That's mm. not like this guy's eyeballs turning to glass and his fingernails is like coming up and they're like, what? What is this? They're just mm. like normal people with like real issues and yep. that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. The drama is just the doctors, like the, the lives of the doctors not... Uh, as a metaphor for the patients. Yeah. Although I guess kind of that's what Scrubs is a lot of the time as well. Mm. But so like, I think I enjoy Scrubs more knowing that. Do you do you struggle to watch Grey's Anatomy going, oh my God, that is, this is so stupid. <laughs> it's like super stupid, but I still love it. Do, when you watch it, is there things that ha- frequently happen that you just like, you kind of cringe at or like pet peeves? And just- oh, absolutely. Like all the time. What's some, what's some of the major things they just keep doing? Oh, just like they 3D print like everything to like build someone like a new rib cage have, or have like you got a, a better liver. Because <laughs> <laughs> aren't three, 3D printers all plastic? Well, from what I've learned from Grey's Anatomy, they're whatever you want them to be. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're, they're printing... <laughs> They're printing bone in a 3D printer. They printed some girl a rib cage in a, an episode I was work, uh, watching the other day. What like, is happening? This, I was, this sounds so bad. How can you sit there and be like, I was gonna oh, ask this you, is great. This is just great. I was going to ask you this in a different, like a little bit later on, but like since it's come up <laughs> like organically, so to speak, there's a few episodes where they do stuff that I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. For example, just like growing new organs. Yeah, we don't really we don't really do that. How do they grow we're, we're a little we're a little bit far away from that. I'm sure there are some like experimental labs working on that, but like yeah, nothing but ex- far enough to put it in a patient. Yeah, that's well, well experimental because like I'm pretty sure in season like seven or eight, Karev's like growing a trachea, a, a trachea. Yeah, growing <laughs> a trachea. That's what it is. Mm. I'm like that can't be that can't be real. Look, I haven't done the research. I'm not a hundred percent, but I know for my hospitals. No one's ever had a trachea grown in a lab and then put in them. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good enough for me. Because mm. um, it's all stem cell shit. Like, sh- surely, like, that's... as If South Park, the Christopher Reeve episode has taught me nothing, it's all about stem cells and sucking them open and drinking the delicious, like, goo from inside. But that's mostly, <laughs> like... It, it's now, a, that is a medically accurate episode <laughs> yeah. if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> you know that episode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Hackman. That... Like calling Gene Hackman Hackman is the funniest thing that ever happened on that show. I still love that. So I'm sorry. Okay, I've never watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy in my oh. entire life, Danny. And so You're far, out, I've, Danny. I, what, what I've heard about it is d- so stupid. Like, what other stuff? Like, okay, 3D printing bones. 3D printing <laughs> what bones, else have they done? Organs. Um, There's like a lot of ethically shady 
stuff that oh. happens on Grey's Anatomy, I would have to say. Is that stuff that people would actually be doing, though, in some American hospitals or just stuff you, like, you couldn't no, get away with that? I mean, like, experimental stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure Bailey, like, injected some kid with a deactivated HIV virus at one point and then was just like, is I that, did it in, in the best interest of the child. Not yeah, really. That's, they, they get away with a lot with, like, yeah, I do it with the best interests of the patient. Yeah, that's, um, that's not really what we do. And do you know what's funny is, like, you look at, uh, again, spoiler alert for the end of season seven, and I'll just say, like, I did sort of jump on, like, around season six, so I, I missed the first few seasons. But You would have hated it anyway because you hate Izzy. I hate Izzy so much. But that aside, the end of season seven, there's a whole um, Alzheimer's uh, plot. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that doesn't, that's not good. <laughs> no. I know what you're referring to. Yeah. And um, so, Dan, just to explain it to you. So there's, do. A, there's a big Alzheimer's trial. And uh, one of the car- uh, one of the characters on the show ends up switching some results around and um, and getting someone a drug to help with their Alzheimer's, which may or may not help it. Blah blah blah. But what they harp on about how important the FDA approval is, mm. and you kind of they they really they make a point about the legalities of it and the integrity of the trials and sort of stuff. And then as you say, they go and give someone a deactivated HIV fucking virus thing. It's like. Just like if you're gonna be all fantasy, be fan. Don't even like. Don't even consider the FDA. Just don't mention them. Yeah. R- related to this, like, so Karev growing a trachea, and mm-hmm. you know, um, Weber's got that whole trial with the mice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Am I right in thinking that's a very intense? like research program to be Yeah, you wouldn't be doing that like for the morning and then going and doing some surgeries in the afternoon. That's kind of what I thought. Like there's so many things as I watch this show where I'm like, you know, obviously I said I love it, but I'm like, that can't be right. You can't surely there's not enough time in the day where you can just be like, yeah. Also you wouldn't have like two surgeons working on it. It would be like a scientist, a research assistant. You specialize in this stuff, right? Yeah. And um yeah, that's so bizarre to me. But like, why? Surely the like, why are the writers doing this? Do they know? I guess they just assume that the majority of watchers aren't going to know. You yeah, know, I guess what's so. good and what's bad mm. or what's going to work. You're in hospital. Can you just give me some of that deactivated HIV, please? <laughs> well, like, so in Scrubs, as we all know from listening to the Scrubs podcast, the real JD was the like the yeah guy he that, frequently the consulted. Consultant. Yeah, 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 and who's the best friend of Bill Lawrence? So like. And he's Greta. always on set and he's a, like, a, what does he run? Like, he's he runs a program Some, or something. And he married the yeah. real Elliot in real life. We don't really hear, we don't know much about, well, I don't know if you've looked into it, who the consultant was on um, on Grey's Anatomy or, <laughs> no. or House or anything like that. <laughs> Maybe it's Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some medical journalism. It was like, they're, they're consulting a doctor and they're like, so, can we, can we print a rib cage? There's no way, <laughs> well, can you just, Okay. All right, what what does Grey's Anatomy get right? Um <laughs> What about the the lab coats? Is that accurate? No. Really? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> what okay, anything? Um sometimes they scrub, okay? Decent like, scrubbing. Yeah, like sometimes. Happy sometimes they're all touching their masks and stuff, which happy is Happy birthday not okay. twice. Oh wow. Yeah, like a lot of times. Riddle me this, how would that hospital and that staff go in a COVID pandemic? Oh, look, I think terrible. Like They would have cured it already in the show. If, yeah. If it was a Meredith Grey would have cured it already. Yeah. Can we just go back for a second talking about the ethical stuff um, and, and the experimental treatments? Mm-hmm. So, 
Is it common to have an amputated body part sewn onto a different part of the patient's body? What are you talking about? So that what it can is this then show? Re- regenerate enough to be attached correctly to the pa- back to the patient's uh, the original destination of the of the the body part. There are so many things that you could be referring to in Grey's Anatomy regarding that. Well, the one that I'm thinking of is when I, it's like a, a security guard or someone they lose their arm. And they can't reattach the arm. So they're like, but he's like, I really want to keep my arm. I don't want to be a freak. So the solution is that they sew the arm to the guy's leg (laughs) (laughs) or to the guy's stomach or something. So it can like, it has, it has a blood supply. It has a blood supply. And so it's going to be (laughs) on the guy's like, like attached to his body. So it can just like survive enough. And then when the body's healed enough. They're going to sew it back to the guy's arm. Like, that's what they do. What the hell is great? <laughs> I, w- I wasn't sure if you were referring to that or another time when someone's hand got crushed and then they sewed his hand into his abdomen. <laughs> yes. I and then too. he said, oh, then we can, like, keep it safe there and it's also going to act like a sling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always, like, they, as if it was still attached. And yeah, they yeah, just, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me reiterate that inside... <laughs> Insider.com gave Grey's Anatomy 4 out of 10. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, it's so funny. What was the one we were talking about before, the merman one? Oh, that was when someone had a big cancer in half of their pelvis and their sacrum. So, like, the very end of their spine. So, they cut out half of their pelvis and their sacrum and then... <laughs> They essentially lost a leg, and then with their other leg, she kind of sewed it into the middle of his body. So he just had one leg. I'm looking at that fish the podcast. <laughs> We've broken Dan. See, like, oh, I'm so glad I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy. I was like, oh, I haven't watched it. I'm not going to be able to contribute. <laughs> Seriously, man, you should just do it. It's like, it's so easy to watch because... You know, like last week when I talked about being invested in TV shows and how like you, um, like some of these Netflix original series, like they require so much concentration. Yeah. And that's, I mean, from a storytelling thing, it's great. But so much of the time when there's like 16 seasons of this fucking show and you just want, like, you know, you want some noise and you want to be able to put your head up and like laugh <laughs> at something. Like, doing there? Oh, what's going on there? You can still be on your phone. You can still be on eBay. But doesn't it to me say that says it's not a very good show, right? If it's just, it's still entertaining. Mm. It's like, is it entertaining because it's so bad, or is, are you genuinely invested in these characters? I don't know lives if I and them. Am. And I don't know. Are you? I don't know either because I I dislike so many of them. Yeah. We had a like a back and forth a few weeks ago about characters that we like and dislike. And there's there's so many that I, I, I'm i like cool with. There's only a few that I really, really hate. And Izzy's like the main one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like George as well. So yeah, I hated that, George. Those first two seasons. Controversial opinion, but I hated him. Yeah. Really? Do such people a, like George? Such a soft boy. He's soft. He's not mm-hmm. the one. No. Um, but Karev's grown on me. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. down with Karev. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Teddy. She left. Um, she comes back. She comes back, but I'm not there yet. There's a, there's a bunch of characters that are in and out of it. Um, Meredith, I don't really give a shit about Meredith. Tara, your mo- most controversial opinion is that you don't like Bailey. Yeah, truth. So Bailey is the. Uh, oh, we explain <clears throat> Bailey. You can do it better than I can. So Bailey's. I don't know where you are. You're up to, but she's one of the surgeons at Grey's Anatomy Hospital. 
Um, Does she also own the hospital? She doesn't own the oh. hospital. But she wasn't in the plane crash. She wasn't on the plane. Um, okay. But she's basically like Meredith's mentor. And she's Who's Meredith? She's the main character. Meredith she is Grey. Oh. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anatomy like a... Oh, and quickly, I didn't know Grey's Anatomy, like spelt with an A, was an a-, a thing as well. Like it's a medical textbook. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. A Grey's Anatomy is a medical textbook. So they, I found that out the other day. So they, they couldn't even spell it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First mistake, the title of the show. Um, sorry. So, yeah, so anyway, so Bailey is basically Meredith Gray's mentor um, and ah. teaches all of them and she's kind of like supposed to be the voice of reason kind of thing. She's not teaching them very well. She's teaching them very bad things. Um, but I really just dislike her because she's always thinks she's right and she's always doing very like ethically questionable things and trying to justify them because she knows best. And it makes me very, very angry. That, so, do you get angry as a viewer or as a doctor or both? both? Both. She's very sassy. But as Tara pointed out, it's not sassy. It's just that she's very, very rude. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. You're kind of right. Do you like, is there, a part, is there joy in perhaps watching all this this house on fire and then liaising with other like medical professionals about it being like, did you watch that? That is the, that's yeah, bonkers. like all of my friends watch Grey's Anatomy as well. You made jokes about like, maybe we could try that with that person. <laughs> Have you, yeah. <laughs> Have you learned anything from that show? I've learned how not to deal with patients. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So there's, but there's been not like a tiny nugget of information that you've been like, it's come up somewhere and been like, Oh, okay. I honestly can't say there has. That's interesting because like, there was that episode of Scrubs where uh, the Scrubs podcast where I'm pretty sure they, they talked about how, you know, someone watched them do a like simple like CPR say on a, oh no, it wasn't Scrubs, it was like another TV show where like a kid saw a character do CPR on another character and then their dad was drowning and they performed CPR and their dad and saved their life. Is this it's a like, verified story? That's a, like a legit story. I, I have to find where that came from, what, what TV series it was. It wasn't like Scrubs or Greys, but... There's those those things, and in in fact, yeah, it was the the other Scrubs podcast thing I was talking about. Is the mm. like the guest that called in? She's like, oh yeah, my mom was a doctor, and then you know there was a few times I was doing rounds, and I had these like this information. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's right from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it just gets lodged in there somewhere. You repeat the lines or whatever it is. So you know, do you can you do you think there's people out there? Because you know, on that like on the topic of the Scrubs rewatch podcast, you get a lot of nurses and doctors calling and saying. Yeah, part of the reason I wanted to become a doctor was because of Scrubs, alongside other reasons, obviously. Do you think there's people who watch Grey's Anatomy and they, they try try and study um, medicine and want to become a doctor? There probably are some people out there who want to become a surgeon because they've seen Grey's Anatomy. I think definitely. What kind of a surgeon yeah. do you reckon uh, that would be? Like, if they followed all the Grey's Anatomy stuff, probably a pretty bad surgeon. <laughs> but they'd be so hot. <laughs> yep. That's the difference. That's the main Everybody thing, right? in Grey's Anatomy is so attractive. Just because we've been heaping heaps of shit on... Uh, Grey's Grey's. Let's go to any other shows that yeah, are, we just, are horrendous. Yeah, let's just he- heap some shit on Scrubs for a second about mm-hmm. maybe some unrealistic elements of that show if you want to just toss that out really quick. Or is it all generally pretty good? It's generally okay, oh, to be honest. Zany. Yeah. What are you doing? But what about um, like how many how many zany uh, janitors are working at the hospitals that you've worked at? There's like a couple of zany janitors actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever done the, the world's tallest doctor? No, I haven't. What's that? What? What? Danny. Oh, oh God, what happened? What? <laughs> you know, when like Turk and JD, like they, uh, JD stands on Turk's oh, shoulders. Right. The world's I tallest understand. Doctor. I understand. The world's most giant doctor. How, how medically accurate is that? Pretty accurate. Yeah. Shenanigans. Hospital mm-hmm. shenanigans. Actually, I think it would be. Oh, wait, no, they do three people. Lonnie's on the bottom. Mm. Yeah. What other shows? Oh, here we go. Um, 
a website called bestmedicaldegrees.com. You got to trust it. They ranked the top 10 TV medical shows of all time. What's number one? Number one. Do you want to guess? Is it ER? It's ER. Oh, oh sure. Sure. I should have both, both let you guess. Uh, number what two. Gonna, I'll what are you going to guess? Um, I was going to guess Scrubs. Oh. Yeah. Number two. Scrubs? Do you want to guess? House. House is correct. Oh. Yeah. One point each. Number three. Scrubs? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> it's MASH. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know, up until today, I had no idea what MASH stood for. A medical army something hospital? This is for half a point. Oh, hang on. If Military. You get, if you get this right, you get half a point. Oh, fuck. I actually have no idea. You're both on one. This will... Yeah, right? It was just the medical procedures back in the day was just mash it. Mm. Yeah. That's just what we used to do. Till it... Half a point, 10 seconds, and then I'll tell you. No, just tell me. I can't remember. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even realize it was a medical show until today either. You know what's mash? Fuck. Did you watch, did you watch mash? Yeah, we watched mash. Yeah. There's like a lot of stuff that I don't remember if you watched it with me or I just watched it. Like, did you watch Hogan's Heroes? No, I didn't watch that. Okay. Um... So number, I'll, I'll go up to five. Number four. Oh, um, number four. Have we said Scrubs yet? Scrubs hasn't come up. Oh, I'm say Scrubs. And <laughs> I, might, might I add, I think this is just like the best ones, not the most accurate ones. Wait, this is the best. I thought you said this was the most accurate ones. Yeah, well, all right. Number four is Grey's Anatomy, so I don't. Yeah, think I was going to get This is a, this yeah. is a trash list. Listeners, please disregard. This Although, list is. I have, I have widely seen ER as a highly regarded. Have you um, watched ER before? Either of you? I Ages honestly ago. thought ER was the same thing as Grey's Anatomy. ER was huge in the 90s. Um, I used to watch it in the late 90s because our mum used to really watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clooney was in the first few seasons before he got big and got Batman and stuff and became the world's biggest actor. But it was a really good show. Like I used to love it. Um, I, I, for some reason, I downloaded season two. Illegally downloaded season twelve Troy, in probably like the mid two thousands, and what I got on. like into Scrubs around the same time I was watching Gilmore Girls the first time around. Great show, and, yeah, great show. How medically accurate is Gilmore Girls? More medically accurate than Grey's Anatomy, probably. I buy it. Uh, yep. Speaking um, of ER, though, that's another. Sorry to like harp on about no, no. Grey's Anatomy, but like that's another thing that grinds my gears about Grey's Anatomy because like. At least not in Australia, you wouldn't find your entire emergency department staffed with surgeons. Yeah. Okay. Can you, I'm so glad you said that because this is the thing that I know from Scrubs because Blue Scrubs, mm-hmm. JD Elliott, they're like the, those ones. And then Turks in the, and the Totter. Can in the I green. let you in on a secret, Joe? Yes. All the Scrubs are the same color. Okay. That aside, what? what? But there's at least, there's a difference in like mm. specialties. Scrub. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> Just one. Sorry, they all continue, share the continue. same scrub. <clears throat> mm. But like, so yeah, you, you do. is it a specialist thing? Like you don't have to be a surgeon. Like if you want to just do that, you can slice people open or what's the deal? So I think the it's, it's different in America as to here because in America, when they graduate, they do this thing called like matching where they essentially get their specialty in there as they like leave medical school. Uh-huh. So they'll either be physicians or they'll be surgeons. They'll do like emergency medicine or family medicine or whatever. And then they just do that um, and just stay like on that pathway the whole time. Right. In Australia, we just go to a hospital and we do like a general couple of years before you decide to specialize. So like your intern year, you won't just be doing surgery. You'll be doing surgery, just like try medicine, you buy. yeah, and emergency. Um, and it's not until you actually want to be like a surgeon that you will actually apply to the training program and do that. So that's why it's it's a bit different here to right. 
That makes to the, more sense, to the right? states. Yeah, I quite like it because it means you get a bit more um, well-rounded, I guess. Yeah, you sure. kind of know what you want to do before yeah. you just like dedicate your entire life to it. Mm. Right? Yeah. And you just end up knowing like a bunch more people and stuff, so that's quite nice. And so, sorry, well, on, on Grey's Anatomy, you're saying, they yeah, have so all their like in, stuff in their the- in their emergency department, they basically is run by trauma surgeons, which in Australia, emergency departments are run by emergency physicians. So there there is a specialist college for emergency med- medicine. Wow. Well, I mean, you try being a plane crash and then run a hospital. I know it's rough, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Mm. What other shows, is there certain shows or things you see in movies and say, I don't know, from the 90s or early 1000s? Because like surely medical techniques and knowledge expands pretty quickly. So you see things from old movies and you're like, oh, that is not what you do. Like, don't do that. Or Yeah, there's definitely stuff like that's outdated that yeah, I've seen. Yeah. And like the protocols for doing CPR and stuff like that is even different from like what you see in the movies and stuff. So also their CPR is just terrible in all of the movies and stuff. Because it always works, but in reality, it's very rare that it mm. works, right? On the CPR thing really quick, because I didn't watch season two. Of what? Of Grey's Anatomy. Are sorry. you kidding me? What are you talking I about? <laughs> well, I told you, I, I, I jumped in late, but just to remind me, so the end of season two, doesn't Meredith drown? Uh, yeah, she drowns at some point. Okay. And they give her CPR for like ages? Ages, yeah. Like how long? Like, is it hours? I think it's hours. Is that is that a thing? Like, we probably wouldn't do CPR for that long. But you could, theoretically, mm. and they'd stay alive. Mm. Was it Derek giving a CPR? Mm. So, like, you yeah, know, uh, mm. Just let it go, Derek. Yeah. That's the other thing you often see in, like, movies and TV shows. Like, if someone goes into cardiac arrest, someone will just, like, run up and, like, thump them on the chest and then <laughs> yeah, they'll be alive. Yeah, alive. Bam. <laughs> Which is actually accurate for some people. It's called a precordial thump. Um, but it like, only... kind of, like shock the heart back into yeah it only works if the person arrests while they're hooked up to a monitor and you can see where their heartbeats are and then like get them at exactly oh, so the right it's time just by chance you're whacking them right in the mm-hmm. wow so just while we're on some of these uh i just want to like check some medical procedures that i've seen generally in television shows i just want to get your sure. opinion and maybe tell me how uh, likely these mm-hmm. techniques are can't say I've done them, but that's I'll, fine. I'll do my but you best tell try. me, like in your experience and in in what you understand of the medical industry, how how many times do you stab someone in the heart with a massive needle? Um, for what? Well, look, I haven't done cardiothoracics, so I can't speak for that. But in like most of like, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in all of the surgeries that I've been in, never had to stab anyone in the heart. Okay. With a what? What do you what? Like you know, it happens in movies all the time. Like they'll just get a massive needle, like adrenaline like, or something. Adrenaline, they just like stab them in the heart. You mean like Pulp Fiction style? Yeah, Uma Thurman Pulp Fiction yeah. style. I never. would imagine not that like having adrenaline cool. in your valves would not be good, right? Like we don't recommend it yeah maybe don't. and on your you... podcast like please don't do that to yeah, yourself or yeah others. listeners come on um okay here's one I'm, i want to get i want you to just tell me about this one okay mm-hmm. because here's one from scrubs that i see all the time go on they intubate patients a lot yeah they really do we don't really intubate that many patients Can you just quickly unless explain they what need intubating to means? so intubation is basically putting a tube down someone's throat to breathe for them mm-hmm. um so a lot of the times on scrubs, it's when people have like uh, emergency calls and they like lose consciousness and whatever, and then they just like put a tube in them. I think in Australia, at least in the hospitals that I've worked in, we tend to avoid that situation a lot more because we have a lot more early warning signs. Uh-huh. So like our observation charts and stuff have a certain criteria that if you like go into 
then we just like call the whole emergency team in before you get to the actual like cardiac or respiratory arrest side right. of things. And, so, and that yeah. process is quite dangerous, right? Like, Yeah, like you'd need to have appropriate training to do that. So like when we do bring like the, the whole emergency team, they bring someone who can do airway skills to mm-hmm. do that, but like not everyone is proficient in doing that. Just a bunch of surgeons come in. Why is the entire emergency <laughs> staff just surgeons? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, related to that, uh, tracheotomies mm-hmm. when someone can't breathe. Is that when they cut open the... Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes using a pen or whatever's handy. Excuse me? You've never seen that in a show? Uh, Yes, I think I have. In several TV shows, in an emergency situation, someone's been given a tracheotomy just with a pen that they've got handy. So, um, how many times have you done that, um, like, say, this week? This week? Zero times this week. Zero times this week. That makes me very happy that you said zero times this week. I was like, (laughs) how often does this happen? But no, that's another one that's, as I understand it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a serious thing, giving someone a tracheotomy, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'd only do it if they're like upper airway and their throat was completely obstructed. So you couldn't put a tube down and intubate them. And am I right in saying that performing a tracheotomy has the possibility for creating a lot of problems with like the voice box as well? Because it's it's right, right there. Does it completely destroy it or can wreck it or if it's done correctly then it's pretty low risk but right if in a lot of the situations that you're referring to on like Grey's Anatomy and stuff where they're in a rush and they give someone a trach and then it's like wouldn't be great yeah because yeah. like, I think I've seen in, in several shows someone will get a tracheotomy and then in the next scene they're like you know it's, a, it's an emergency and then the next scene they're just talking like normal but I'm, I would assume that's probably not 100% accurate mm. there's also a lot of blood vessels in your neck that you probably don't want to cut open yeah, okay, gotcha. You, you sound like you're trying to get, like, tips on how to perform it later, <laughs> later on. I, in an emergency, just like, bam, I'll just do it, you know, with whatever's handy, guitar strings. I'll, I'll ask you one more related to this. Yeah. And um, so, what about the paddles on the chest? Is that clear? Because no, that's another one you see it all the time. We actually don't use paddles on the chest anymore. We use little pads. So, they're okay. like sticky pads that you stick on the chest. Even I knew that, Troy. Yeah. Okay, but that's still, that's like not in the same category as the other ones, right? It's about like the same, but there's less like rubbing the paddles together and putting them on their chest. It doesn't look as cool. Yeah. I do like that um, every time they say clear, all the greys people, they always always put their hands up in the same way, like scared puppies. Like That's accurate, actually. Yeah. Why is that? Because we don't want to get electrocuted and die. That's a pretty reasonable explanation. Yeah. So basically when you're doing the shocking, you have to make sure everything is very clear and you say like charge it like (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's always the same like compressions continue everybody else stand clear charging and then everyone else has to like stand up with their hands up Mm -hmm. and then when the defib is charged then you say um hands off top middle bottom clear and then you can shock them what happens if you're touching the person when the shock goes off it means you'll get shocked too then what happens bad things how how big how much is the charge uh it's like 300 kilojoules kilojoules yeah Mm. sounds like a lot are you trying to make a home defibrillator (laughs) i I don't want to tell you this stuff i'm i'm happy now now i've got all that sort of uh Mm -hmm. stuff clear also we don't we don't really have to like crack the chest very much when we're like oh you don't crack the rib cage to get into the heart no Often in routine procedures we just manage to do the procedure without the patient crashing so that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it just really makes you think a bunch of amateurs like <laughs> Christina Yang's just can't get a shit together, you know. 
what I've heard about Grey's Anatomy for the past hour. Is Aren't you just intrigued though? Like, don't you just want to go check it out and watch some of this stuff? You want stuff? to see the dude with his hands yeah. like, oh, in his okay. belly. Obviously, as a doctor, you would watch that and be like, this is ridiculous. Troy, is part of you watching that going, could that happen? No. Like, can you pick the yet the yeses and the noes pretty quickly? Well, um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but there's... As if you won't speculate though, Troy. To me, it's just like, you know, we, we all know people that have had other illnesses and it's, <clears throat> people get sick. It's just not as like exciting as brain bleed or something like that, mm-hmm. that Derek Shepard has to go in and, and surgically remove. You know, it's just like, oh, you've got some sort of cancer or you don't have a cancer. Like, I don't know, that kind of just seems like more what it's going to be. Then you fucking swallowed a bunch of marbles. I don't know if that's a accurate. Is that a storyline from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> Probably. People do swallow a lot of dumb shit, though. Ooh, top and five. <laughs> or is that some kind of breach of... It's probably a breach of something. And the other end as well, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Weber's got a box. I mean, a, a whole room for it, right? The ass box? Oh, yeah. wait, no, that was on Scrubs, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> Rad, anything else, Dan, that you want to talk about? Yeah, let's leave with a little bit of trivia. Go, go on. Uh, unless you would like to add anything. No, I'm on. good. No final words? No. Well, anyway, at, while, while I was doing research for this, I kept, you know, that Nutter Doctor, that like, oh, yeah. vanity card. Do you know what that's like, what that is? Like the... No. So that's because it's, it, that's voiced over the, um, the Dr. Gore Productions vanity card at the end of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Nutter Doctor. That's, well, first of all, that's Michael Scher saying that. All right. Um, and Dan Gore, so he, someone asked him like, what is that? And he said, I was a biochemistry major in college and was enrolled in med school. But about two weeks before it started, I got a job writing for The Daily Show. Huh. So, that's, that explains that. A little bit of trivia you for you. There Next you time you hear Nutter Doctor, you'll know who said it and why they said it. Rad. Well, Tara, my sister, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. You, know, was... you, could, you could have been saving lives, but you chose to spend an hour with us and we appreciate that. You're How welcome. many people do you think would have died because you're here right now? I, I can't even count. Low to mid thousands? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like low thousands Sure Low millions You might even say Yep Low millions Wow mm-hmm. So you know Just listener You think about that So I hope this turns out okay Because all those lives Wasted yeah, like It'll that. be okay Dead. As long as Troy's mic Dead. isn't working It'll, This would be great <laughs> Thank you Dan Well that was fun um, We should wrap it up there wrap, Anything wrap, else wrap. That you want to say Uncle Dan Danny. Thank you, thank you. I guess, uh, you know, if you've liked what you've heard, go to thepodcasts.com.au and check out the amazing range of content. Yep, love it. If you like my voice, then that's cool. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Troy Nababun, where there is no audio for you to listen to. You can just see my pretty face. I don't want to see that. Fuck you, Dan. Um, Tara, do you have any social media that you would like everyone to check you out on? Um, I don't, but I would just like to say... Please don't put anything up your bum that wasn't specifically designed to go there. Otherwise, I'll be seeing you in the emergency department. See you there. And five, six, seven, eight. <laughs>